Are you ready? It's time! For the Beast Cast! Hola amigos! It has been a very long time since we have done an episode. Um, as always, I'm Jason, JJ Boycott, Spoon 7 the man with many names. With me, as always, is one of the greatest people I know on the entire planet that we call Earth, our home, Mr. Ravenbones. Yo. And this is a very special episode because not only are we um, celebrating a special somebody's birthday from yesterday, but also we're back. And we're back with uh, with way more stuff than we were before. We now have an intro song, as you just heard. And we also are being backed by a radio station now. This is no, not only just a podcast, but this is also a radio show, too, which, to be honest, I'm kind of excited about. I was giddy. I was a little giddy coming into this because I'm like, dude, it's, it's just cool because, like, I used to listen to, like, radio shows in the morning. There used to be this uh, radio show I used to listen to called Q102, uh, The Morning Show. It's based out of Wilmer, Minnesota, and oh, dude, that was like, oh, I love that. Like, that was, I always wanted to do something like that, so I kind of doing something like that. I mean, it's not live like theirs are, but it's it's my own show with, uh, well, I guess it's our show. It's our own show, me and Raven here, so um, I'd like to thank Kilt Radio for allowing us this great opportunity to bring our podcast back into the light, and as always, you can catch our podcast on YouTube. Uh, YouTube Music now now does podcasts. We're putting on on YouTube Music, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you can get your podcasts. So, Mr. Raven Bones, Raven. Yes. You had a birthday yesterday. Yes, I did. How was the it birthday? It was awesome. It was awesome. Okay. So, how we was... We went to Pizza Ranch. You went to Pizza Ranch? No way. Yeah. Yeah, the one that they uh, just put in her town. We went there. It's the probably the best food I've ever ate. You just keep getting <laughs> plate after plate after plate. Dude, Pizza Ranch. Oh my lord. They they're still they're still opening up new Pizza Ranches. Really? Yeah, they installed one uh, in our in our town. Cause okay, so Pizza Ranch they're based out of Iowa, um, like Casey's, Casey's Pizza, Casey's. Um, and the nice thing about Pizza Ranch is way back in the day, Monty, Montevideo, uh, used to have a Pizza Ranch. And then um, there was a tragedy that happened at the Pizza Ranch. Somebody was murdered at the Pizza Ranch. Yikes. Yeah, I know. That's uh, it was kind of it was kind of sad. And then ever since then, there was like a re weird stigma about it. And then like the owner kind of didn't like the restaurant anymore. So he just decided to close down. Monty's had a lot of that. Montevideo has had a lot of closing restaurants but no i mean i i love pizza ranch i never get to have pizza ranch hardly anymore especially now that i'm down here and spoiler alert by the way arkansas but i i i just i miss pizza ranch the last time i had pizza ranch i actually did have pizza ranch this year i had it once this year i had it in new ulm 
I don't know if you know where that is. No, I have no idea where that is. New Ulm is by, do you know where Mankato is? Yeah, where, I know where Mankato is. New Ulm is right by Mankato. And they have a good pizza ranch. New Ulm is basically like a suburb of Mankato. Like you go like 20 more minutes and then, or is it 30? It's like 20 or 30 more minutes and then you're in Mankato. Uh, and the, well, Mankato is kind of big, so it kind of gets out. Uh, Mankato is a college town for everybody who doesn't know in uh, Minnesota. Mankato is a, it has one of the University of Minnesota's in it. That's actually, uh, I know a lot of people that go to Mankato State. So it's a, it's, I mean, it's an okay college. They're like D3. The only cool person that's come out of that school is Adam Thielen. He played for the Vikings for a while. He's a wide receiver in the NFL. He's like the only notable alumni that's ever come out of that school. I, I don't know. I can't think of any other famous people that's come out of that school. There's probably a couple maybe. There's not even a lot of famous people. Have you ever noticed that? Like there's not a lot of famous people that come out of Minnesota, like out of the U of M and the Twin Cities either. Like there's yeah. like, like I can't really hardly think of anybody. The only person I can think of, I mean, I can think of people from Minnesota who are famous, like Kellogg and all those people. But I can't really think of like anybody who's like ever went to the U of M and graduated and was like, oh, yeah, the University of Minnesota was the reason why I'm successful today. It's like, no, nobody, nobody does that. Yeah, nobody does it. I don't know why, but I guess we just don't make famous people here. Yeah, we. I mean, we we make famous things. We have Target, Best Buy, we have a we have a three M. Yeah, three M, U.S. Bank. I, I U.S. Bank's kind of Midwestern though. That's not really. It's not really. It's called U.S. Bank, but that's not everywhere. U.S. Bank is not everywhere in the United States. It's like literally only in the Midwest. Do you even have a, a, a U.S. bank in, in, in town? Uh, no. I have yeah. to go, like, 25 miles away. <laughs> yeah. U.S. bank, they're, they're really selective on where they're at anyways, but they, uh, they're from Minnesota. Target's from their 3M is massive. Uh, my, I, I was pissed because my 3M stock, you know, I never got to buy in on the big when the masks were big, you know, and sanitizer was big during COVID. Yeah. 3M's fucking Dude, it shot to the goddamn moon and back, dude, like four times. It was so high at one point. It was like $350 a share. Now it's down to like 100 I was pissed. I never got to buy in on that. Same with NVIDIA, dude. Did I tell you? Okay, so I guess we're going to we're gonna kind of top again. We'll, we'll get back to the birthday in a sec. But um, I, I, I started doing a little bit of trading currency, not currency, uh, stocks. I thought about doing crypto, and I was like, dude, crypto's so lame. Like, I can't do crypto. Like, I just... I don't trust myself to yeah. even have cryptocurrency and put like the time and effort to try and watch crypto because watching stocks is so much easier. Like, you know, you know, there's something backing it <laughs> with crypto. There's nothing backing it. It's just, <laughs> yeah, there's there, you, one minute your fucking coin could be worth $30,000 and then it's $10,000 and you're like, well, maybe we'll go back up and it's zero. And you're like, oh, oh, OK, well, I suppose. But <laughs> My so Nvidia, they they um I I had a share and a half of Nvidia, and uh, thanks Robin Hood. Uh, I got a share and a half of Nvidia. I bought a share, um, and it went. It didn't go to the moon, but it went up to like four sixty at one point, and I bought it in at like three thirty. So I was like, fuck it, dude, I'm going to cash out because I want to go into Microsoft. Dude, I swear, bro. I, literally, if you want a company to tank, just contact me because I like. I, for some reason, am just the god of picking a stock that's okay or doing okay, and then all of a sudden, fucking fire in the in the building. 30,000 people have perished. It's like, oh, my God, dude, what happened? My stock is tanking now. <laughs> like, 
Okay, so infinite infinite technologies. They're an a, it's an ADR, so they're based out of Japan. Um, they uh, they they make like uh, I, I believe if I remember correctly, they make like chips and uh, stuff like that. Kind of not like AMD style chips, but like chips for like computer chips for like cars and stuff like that. And they um their their stock was doing okay. It was at like sixty dollars a share or, or something like that. And then I buy two shares of it, and all of a sudden, dead. Dead stock, seven dollars. I lose seven dollars instantly the next day. They have one of the worst fucking performances of a quarter they've ever had, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Sold my Nvidia stock, put a, put half the money back into my account, like uh, into my bank account. Took the other half and bought just a stock of Microsoft, just because I just kind of want to play it a little bit, just so I have some money kind of kind of gathering. You know, while I'm at college, I'm not trying to day trade here, but. And then all of a sudden, Microsoft has one of their worst drops in, like, the past, like, 10 years. And I'm like, what the hell? Dude, like, I'm so bad at it. Like, damn. I just am damn. unlucky. I'm literally Ladybug, dude. I am a Ladybug. I hold all the world's bad luck so everybody else can have good luck. <sighs> the sad times, bro. Sad times. I know. And, like, the, I'm kind of glad I hopped off the NVIDIA ship because they kind of went back down again. They... They they got up that they they reached the stars and then they got pulled back to earth a little bit. Oh yeah, dude, did you see the releases <laughs> of uh so uh Gamers Nexus had did a full review of the new uh AMD cards that had came out, the mid-tier ones. Oh and yeah. And they actually tested out one of the higher tier ones, the 7900 uh, XTX and okay. it performs the exact same minus three frames for the 4090 for eight hundred dollars less oh no way four hundred dollars eight hundred dollars less half the price and half the size and can fit into any case wow dude that i i'm thinking about getting a new card so alan my friend alan he gave me his old uh 5700 and I don't mind it, but I'm like, I don't know. The only thing that NVIDIA, yeah, like, like NVIDIA's, I feel like so overpriced because they're like, oh, well, we're NVIDIA, you know, we're, we're the top of the game. Like, I mean, yeah, AMD makes cards and cool. They might be as strong as ours, but do they have an encoder like ours? No. And it's like, okay, dude, are you really telling me that you, I'm paying 800 extra dollars to have a video encoder in my card? Yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's exactly what they're telling you. Nvidia is great. Okay, yes, they make good cards. Okay, and also if you're a streamer, yes, Nvidia is great because you have uh, what was it, InSync or, or uh, G-Sync? Yeah. G-Sync, yeah. And you also have the the well, no, 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 Nvenc, N Nvenc, N V E N C. It's a it's an encoder thing. Um, okay. For streaming, and it's so much better than AMD. I. Still to this day, don't know why AMD doesn't have good encoders. I mean, maybe there's a reason why, but that's the only reason. And if you're telling me I have to pay 800 extra dollars just so I can have that, I'm not going to, I'll just take my chances, dude. Like I'm not, I'm not even going to, I don't stream enough to care for about, about an $800 difference so I can have a good stream compared to a, a okay stream, you know? Yeah. I, I've also heard that doesn't the doesn't AMD also kind of struggle at multitasking a little bit, like uh like playing a game while also having like another like 
semi-heavier application open. I've heard that's a problem. I Mine, had that, mine's doing fine. I haven't had a problem with the 5700 about that. I guess I've never, well, I've never really pushed my 5700 like I pushed. I, back in the day when I had my in, NVIDIA card, uh, uh, I, I pushed it a lot. I used to push it so much trying to do Apex, uh, like Apex uh, in streaming and stuff like that, or, or doing uh, Elgato, which the Elgato does most of the work, but still, that fucking... The actual Elgato software, dude, that, that will throttle your PC. Back when I used to stream and I would do one monitor too, you have everything open, like all the tabs constantly all working as one, you know? Yeah. That that also pushes it a lot. I've never really tried that with the 5700, but it's good at multitasking. Like, I've been able to, to play games and stuff like that while watching, like, Hulu or, like, watching Netflix or something like that. I've never had a, I've never had a real big problem, uh, like, that way with the encoder now recording i don't know I've, I've never yeah i've never tried to throttle the recording also i'm not gonna record in 4k like 120 frames like dude that's ridiculous that's ridiculous like that's another thing that nvidia always boasts about like well if you're playing a game at 4k and you want to capture it exactly how it's being seen you can do that it's like okay so let me get this straight if I want to do a let's play, let's say, you know, how let's how YouTube's algorithm works. They want longer videos. Let's say it's like a 40 minute long video, right? At 4K right. 60 FPS, which is the highest that that YouTube can can do like uh, like frame wise. They can only do 60 uh, streaming right now. Are you telling me that you think I'm going to stream or I'm going to record a video at 4K 60 FPS? Do you know how big that fucking that that file is going to be at 40 minutes long? That's a that's you're looking at a 50 almost 50 gigabyte file. Like yeah, 40 Nobody got time for that. Like trying to upload that alone is going to take you a fucking fortune. You're going to have to go to NASA to try and upload that. Like that is impossible. And, mm -hmm. and just encoding it, putting it into think about it, trying to put it into like Premiere or like a video editing software. Good luck, dude. Vegas, like Sony Vegas barely works when you just have regular 1080p videos, dude. Put a 4K <laughs> yeah. 60 FPS video in there. You're fucking dude. It's going to just the, the software is going to uninstall itself. I think I don't I don't I don't think you're going to be able to do that. Out of nowhere, the uninstaller is going to come up <laughs> and it's going to write the reason in the box itself. Can't do this. I'm sorry. It's I do not have the capacity. It, it pulls like the uh, <laughs> it, it puts like finger emoji, mouth emoji, a <laughs> bang emoji. <laughs> Fucking boom. I'm done. The process just ends itself. Oh, my gosh. But no, dude, yeah. like, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm kind of a little pissed off, though, because last year I had built my new PC. Mm -hmm. And at the I time, I got the uh, I got the 6800 XT from uh, AMD. Mm -hmm. And at the, it's uh, it's the Sapphire Nitro Plus. And at the time, it was like 1300, right? Like video cards were expensive. And then I, I get my PC. I buy this expensive card because it's like, oh, I, ca I just can't afford to go one step higher to get the, the biggest bad boy. And now AMD releases the 7800 XT. It's only $500. What? <laughs> oh, no. And it performs a little bit better than mine. Not completely, but like it performs. I'm just like, bro. And then I even saw the decline of my video cards price. And I was just like, <laughs> why? It's like you with the stocks. I got it. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, it's not worth much anymore. I saw, like, in two months, my video card went from 1300 all the way down to 700 And I was like, bro, why? Like, you couldn't have gave me a warning? 
was like, what? I, okay, no. You want to talk about bad timing? That was when yeah. I bought my 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 PS4 Pro. I bought my PS4 Pro when it first, when it dropped in 2016 in November 2016. They dro- they dropped the PS4 Pro, which was like the 4K PS4, and I got it for like four hundred and fifty dollars, and then I got a fifty or sixty dollar game, so I spent five hundred and ten dollars on it. The fucker in June of 2017 was fucking two hundred and ninety nine dollars. I was like, are you kidding me? You fucker. Seriously? I just fucking... Uh-huh. I, I, I was like, dude, I want to be ahead of the curve and I'm going to get this. Nope, I got scammed, dude. Oh my god. No, like... That's like that's like every gamer ever. It's like, the you know the saying, 90% of gamblers quit right before they're about to win big? That's like what gamers are, uh-huh. dude. 90% of gamers fucking buy the card right before the card is about to drop in price. Like... And they do it on purpose, I swear. They look at cycles like, okay, when do people buy a lot of cards? Okay, they buy it... Christmas time, June when right when school comes out, you know, a lot of grad gifts, stuff like that. Um, okay, so we're gonna make the prices at this point, and then right at the end of June is when they do a price drop, and then in, at the end of January, boom, price drop. It's like, come on, you fucking assholes! Like, really, you guys got to be the biggest douchebags ever. Like, how can we, how can we, like, possibly take as much money from our consumers as possible? Not to mention, have you ever tried to actually get a card fixed? from from like eh, no yeah don't just buy a new card they're 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 just trying to scam you'll be like oh this is wrong but did you know three other things are also wrong with it so we got to fix this and this and this it's like dude no i tried to do that with my six mechanics yeah like my six yeah exactly they're literally car mechanics like they're literally they talk to ford and they're like all right um how do you guys scam people again okay perfect sounds good that's what we're gonna do i did I, I don't know if I ever brought this up. It would have been about the time that we were doing the show. It would have been about December of last year. Uh, yeah, like December 2022. Did did I ever bring up when my monitor broke and I had to try and fix my monitor? Yeah, you did. Okay, that's the same thing. My monitor, I bought my monitor on Black Friday sale for like uh, $210. It was like a four or $350 monitor, something like that. And I bought it. It was a four, it was a, not a 4K, it was a 2K, 120 hertz monitor, 32 inches curved. I broke it. I was trying to push the thing down and I accidentally picked it up at the bottom. I slammed my hand into it. I broke the bottom part of it. Like I I broke, like I put a big crack in it. Yeah, I know. I'm a fucking idiot. And I went to contact, uh, who would it have been at the time? Fucking, oh, I don't remember. I went to contact the company of the fucking monitor and they were like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, give us 24 hours and we'll give you a quote on like what it's going to be. And when a company says they're going to give you a quote, you're like, oh, if you're not going to tell me the price now, that's not good. They give me a quote. I bought the monitor for like $210. That was after tax, after shipping, all that. They wanted like $190 to fix it. I'm like, dude, what are you fixing? Like, what are you just fucking getting me a new monitor? Like, how no, are you? They- like no, it's bullshit. It's I, no, they're going to actually farm the material from the mine and refine <laughs> it, and then mold it specifically to your monitor. That's why you're paying so much. We got we got to pay the dwarves double what we pay you to get our materials. You dumb shit. So <laughs> it's like the it's like the increase with some of the food prices at like these fast food restaurants like McDonald's. Oh my god! Like I'll see this like the Big Mac used to be three dollars and now it's ten, and I'm just like, bro, what are they doing now? Are they manually butchering the cow in the back and making me my patties? Is <laughs> is that why I have to pay more? 
Uh, and, and also, like, I hate old people not saying okay uh, i know I, I said we're trying not to shit talk as much but i'm gonna Boomer shit talk mindset. i'm gonna shit talk boomers for a second i absolutely hate when they'll go oh you don't understand how lucky you have it when i started my job at the hog farm i was only making a dollar 70 well you do the math grandpa after inflation and you realize that me making 11.25 compared to your dollar 70 in 1960 you're re- you you'll realize that you're making like you were making seven dollars more than what i was making than what i'm making now you were making like 18 dollars an hour okay so i don't want to hear like oh life is so much easier for you because it's not i'm getting paid less than you to do an easier not even an easier job like a harder job like like think about it oh hog farm yeah i just got to clean up some hogs and you know fucking put them back in their their pens me i'm fucking i'm managing a fucking i'm managing like uh, an entire like fucking like wait staff like come on now i i I don't want to hear it i hate that i hate that mindset like oh kids have it so much easier nowadays it's like no no i don't think so i think it's just different it's i mean every generation says it about every generation if we went back in time the fucking the i don't even know what you call the ones before the boomers what are they the fucking sooners what are they again uh the ones before the boomers are the greatest generation yeah the greatest generation if you go back to them world war ii yeah they're gonna be like oh those those damn oh, you those damn boomers you know they 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 have it so easy they don't understand they i was only making 30 cents an hour in world war 2 <laughs> like and they did too yeah it, i bet it, you the ones that fought in world war 1 thought that they were better <laughs> than the new ones fighting in world war 2 you got a machine gun i had to load my weapon and you were it. lucky you <laughs> were lucky you didn't have to fight in the trenches boy you, you were lucky they decided to actually give us humane weapons of war instead of hitting us with mustard gas. You know, there is a good saying about this, though. Uh, I, I heard it once, and it was, every generation will think that it's better than the one to come and greater than the one before. Exactly. Every generation. Like, we're, we're going to be like that, too. Both of our generations. Millennial yeah, and start having consumer. A boomer mindset. We're going to be like, back in my day, I had to have an MP3 player. <laughs> but little did they know that about a two two four so about 50 percent of the zoomers also had to have mp3 players so but yeah. nobody ever thinks about that like have you ever listened to smoke talk about like zoomers naps is not as yeah. bad i remember i remember we had this argument where smoke was like oh, i would never be a zoomer they have it so easy it's like really dude you're you're born in what 1996 97 like, you're two years off of what a Zoomer is. Like, Zoomer 99, okay, or 98, like, around the time the Star Wars Episode One came out. That's, like, my, that's my turning point. If you were born after Star Wars Episode One came out, you're a Zoomer. If you were born before it, you're a uh, millennial, or whatever it is, right before, yeah, millennial. And it's like, dude, you're, no, you're not really different from somebody born in 1999. Like, you graduated high school at, like, the same point, pretty much. Like, you mm-hmm. went through everything at the same point. You watched the same shows on Cartoon Network. You watched the same shows on Nickel- Nickelodeon. You had you grew up in the, with the same type of family. Dr- they drove the same type of cars. They made this decent – not the same amount of money. I mean, nobody's ever the exact same. But but essentially, if you were both middle class, you were, you were driving about the same car, about going through the same stuff, having the same type of meals. It's like, dude, you're, you're no different, man. Come on. Stop talking like that. Mm-hmm. Now, once you once you get to me, then you can almost argue like 2005. Then you're like, or yeah, 2005, and then you're like, 
oh, you know, maybe, just maybe, you know, he was, you know, maybe, you know, instead of watching fl uh, Flapjack, you watched regular show on Nick or on Cartoon Network. Like, okay, I yeah. suppose, you know. But it's like, come on. Like, there's not that much difference. And even to me, to what what's the new one? Gen, gen what? Gen Y? Uh, it's it, uh, The new one after Gen Z is Gen Alpha. Yeah, so Alpha. So my cousin, he was born in 2010. He was part of Gen Alpha. And, like, we grew up the pretty very similar. I mean, he's in high school now. So, I mean, that's crazy to think that he's in high school. My God. But he's in high school now. And it's like... I'm in college. Like, I'm not that far ahead of him. We watched the same, sh same shows. We played the same games. We both played Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies back in the day, 20, 2015. We played Black Ops 3 together. He was only five, but he remembers it. It was just how we did it. You know, the generations are going to be similar. It's just, yeah. And, you know, for me, I'll never forget the day, though, back in the day when MP3 players were a thing. Yeah. I remember the iPod. It oh. became so popular, and it be and then they went from that little narrow iPod Nano, Nano. to the touchscreen. Oh. And I, I and I and I actually told my friends, I was all like, "What's stopping them from turning this into just being a phone?" And they looked at me, and they were like, "Bro, that's stupid. Do you know what goes into a phone? They'd never be able to fit it in this." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, it's probably going to happen." They all called me dumb. And then it was only four years later, you had Steve Jobs announcing the second iPhone iteration. And I was just like, okay, you're going to apologize now? Exactly, dude. I'm also, okay, so the thing is, is even though I, I'm a little after iPods, uh, I was the iPod Touch generation. So you guys were the iPod, I was the iPod Touch generation. Um, I'm still a big, I like, I'm a big nerd for iPods, like all the iPods from mm -hmm. like the Nano to, to the original, uh, we call them the Bulky Boys uh they i love them all i i'm just a big because i'm a big music guy and i just i think ipods are cool and they were a cool concept i mean they still are i mean they they pretty much completely changed like music on the go before yeah, you either had one of those bulky ass cd players then you had the headphones or you had a tape cassette and then there was a few right before the iPod. There was a few digital ones that were kind of like, you can download it off the internet. The I, iPod was like, no, here's how you're going to do it. You plug it into a computer, there is a catalog. You don't download it off some random website. There is a catalog sponsored by Apple, one of the greatest companies to ever do technology. You have all the songs you could ever want pretty much at the time. And you can download it. It downloads quick, too, because back then that was a problem, you know, taking forever, even though it was just an MP3 file. You got to remember 2001 Internet, 2002 Internet. Uh, you, I remember it. Yeah. yeah. Taking forever. It downloaded quicker than the rest. You got it on there because it actually secretly had um, a, more processing power than the other ones. That, But nobody knew that yet because people didn't understand how that worked. Um, and then you would download it. You would have a little screen. You could move with your with your with the wheel and you'd click your song. And some, and eventually the iPods got to the point where you could even see like uh, music videos or you could see the album plus lyrics plus all this. And it was crazy. It was just ahead of the time. And then the iPhone was the same way. It was like nobody. I mean, yeah, there was a couple you know sort of semi ideas iphone was the first to do it which is why yeah. you, no matter if you're an android google fucking apple whoever you are you have to respect apple for being great at innovating the game every single time. yeah 
Yeah, and I, you know what's funny is I was one of the poor kids where I couldn't even get an iPod. I had to buy one of those Sony MP3 players of all <laughs> different crappy kinds. Yeah. And I, they always had the manual buttons. And when I had to, um, when a friend of mine who actually had the app, uh, iPod Nano, or not Nano, the the normal iPod that was like the 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 I don't know, the thin one that was really cool and shiny and round and could slip out of your hand like a bar of soap. I I I grabbed it and I was all like, dang, so how do I go through songs? And they're like, just rub your thumb around the wheel. And I was rubbing my <laughs> thumb around the wheel. I felt like an ape that discovered fire. I was like, bro, why does it do that? It's not even turning, bro. How does it know my fingers there? <laughs> oh man, I I gosh. Have you ever seen people's first reactions to the iPhone? <laughs> like like yeah. using it? Like they're like, what? So there's apps in there's stuff inside of the stuff. Yes, there's stuff inside of the stuff. <laughs> like like the like the photo app. You'd be like, okay, I take the photo. Wait, now I can click and I can I can turn it. I can turn the photo in the photo app. And it's like, Dude. no way. Or like iMessage, like how crazy messages were. Like, wait, are you telling me? Are you telling me that I no longer have to flip out my bottom little piece behind my behind my phone and type with buttons? They're on the screen. What? And it's like, it's awesome, dude. Oh, my God. But no, seriously, Apple is like one of the greatest innovators of all time. I mean, they innovated computers, made computers kind of cool, you know, like like, yeah, I mean, Apple always has a cycle like Apple when when they first came out with computers. You know, it was like the Macintosh and it was like it made it cool, cool colors. And then the MacBook came out and it was like did the exact same thing. And then everybody kind of slowly, you know, they're like, oh, it's Apple. You know, it's good. It's going to be a reliable product, but I'm never going to get one, you know. And then they did it again with the iPod and they're like, whoa, they innovated the game again. And then they did it with the iPhone. And then then now it's it's going through the exact same cycle where everybody's like, yeah, you know, there's all these people that have iPhone, but they're not the best anymore. You know, like there's way better people, but it's not about them just being better now. It's, it's the fact that they went and made that leap because without Apple, we might've never got to that point in phone technology. At least yeah. where it is now. Or even computers. In computers too. Computers could still be that. Oh, that's a, that's a thing that only geeks use. The thing that only a, a geek would use to to ask a to ask a computer to run a calculation on what eight times three is, and it's like okay, but also Apple also really innovated in um, voice like uh, voice re- response. What's that called? Uh, it wasn't like AI, but it was like uh, voice to voice to like Siri, like whatever Siri is, like the virtual assistant stuff. Yeah, it, it's not uh, technically tech- AI, but it's like virtual assistant stuff they innovated that really well too i mean siri was a product of somebody else that apple bought and refined and changed and made better but i remember messing around with siri in like 2012 like 2011 like when they did the big siri update where she could do all that stuff and you'd be like hey siri beatbox for me actually i think you can still do it hey siri beatbox for me let's try it let's give this a crack Hey Siri, beatbox for me. Okay, let's give this a crack. Chicken salt and peps and salt and chicken salt and peps and salt and chicken salt and peps and salt and chicken salt and peps and salt on the. <laughs> you can still do it. Nice. I, I I always thought that was pretty funny. Okay, um, so unlike our original show, unfortunately, 
well, not unfortunately, because for us, it's not unfortunate. Um, we have to take breaks now. So when we come back, is Hollywood getting close to being done with this big strike? And also when we come back, is DC done? Is it, is it coming to an end? We'll find out when we come back. Fun. Welcome back. We are back Ooh. with the Beast Cast. It is. It has been an. It's been a good thirty-two minute conversation so far. But now we're going to switch to the bread and butter of the Beast Cast. What everybody comes for, oh, maybe, yeah. is our movies, Hollywood, and all of our horrible takes that we have on the world exactly. of Hollywood. So, um, Raven, do you want to start or do? Okay, yeah, I got. Start. I got. Okay. A, I got a good, funny little rant going on. Okay, because okay, I'm it. just one. Of, I'm just one of those people. Okay. I just found out literally today that there is a nun two that came out. Oh my god, you didn't know about that? No, I didn't. Just like I didn't know there was a new Insidious movie either. Okay, uh, I, I mean I did. I watched it a, a few weeks ago. Yeah. But I, it's like the nun two though. The nun two. I don't know how that thing got a sequel. And so here, here's me personally. Okay, I love the Conjuring one and two. Okay. I like the idea of Elizabeth Warren and uh, her us, you know, her sharing these uh, untold stories of hers, whether they're exactly as they happened or not. But the nun for me really went overboard a little bit because it's like, okay, the Conjuring one and two, you can actually find some historical evidence that proves um, that account. Yeah, that that it happened. happened. Yeah. Now the nun, on the other hand. She's, you know, you, you're Elizabeth Warren starting out in this nice little convent and everything and in this place and I don't even remember where and I don't care is is haunted by, you know, the same evil demonic nun that's in The Conjuring 2 spoilers. And uh, somehow she comes across um, this chamber where like a bunch of Templar Crusaders had been storing stuff that they were stealing and everything. And the movie just came around to the point of where supposedly this vial of Jesus's own blood is like somehow spilled into her mouth. And she somehow gets so blessed by God that she's able to thwart <laughs> the freaking nun demon. And I'm just over here like, are you is this is this chick really going to tell us that she had a vial of Jesus's blood and she like <laughs> swallowed half of it really? <laughs> I, I'm just like really bro like you lost me. Like I was I was actually okay with the movie up until that point. Like for me it was just like all right, we got the cliche horror. I can deal with this. I've seen worse movies. It's fine. And then all of a sudden it's just like oh yeah, the vial of Jesus's blood. I got to actually touch it, feel it, be bathed in it. I drank it. Oh my, excuse the, excuse the fuck, what? <laughs> uh, I've, okay, so the thing is, is when I was younger, I watched The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. And I actually kind of like, I really liked the first Conjuring. I thought the second Conjuring was okay. It wasn't anything spectacular, you know, you could. Wow, you, that's cat. No, no, I'm serious. Like, I, I mean, I might have to rewatch the second Conjuring, but I just didn't think it was as good as the first one at all. And I've, I never watched The Nun because it just looked, it looked so odd to me that they would do a spinoff. Like Annabelle, didn't they do another one too? Annabelle is the other yeah, spinoff Annabelle too. Annabelle was the spinoff. Yeah, another one, yeah. Because is Annabelle a real doll or is that based off of another yes, doll? Yes, Annabelle is a real doll, but she does not look like that from yeah. the movies. Yeah, I remember because it's in it's in one of the museums, uh, like uh, in 
Isn't it in the New York Museum or whatever, where it's in, like, the glass? Like, if you touch the glass, like, you'll get, like, cursed and stuff like that? I don't know where it's held. I always thought it was in um, the museum held by the Warrens of their own. Kind of like in the movie, they have their own personal thing in the basement. That's the only thing the Annabelle movie Oh, it still done. is there. Yeah, it still is yeah. there. I, uh, there's another doll that's, like, in the museum, in that uh, New York museum. You know how, like, they do all that weird shit? There's, like, a yeah. New York museum that has, like, a haunted doll, too. Um, and, like, it's it's sectioned off so people, like, can't get close to it. Uh, another thing is, uh, what's his face? Let's do it. Zach Baggins, that asshole. I don't even like to say his name, but he has a pretty cool, like, horror collection of, like, um... Like, ghost adventures yeah the ghost adventures guy he uh God, i hated him yeah i well okay when ghost adventures okay so i used to when ghost adventures first dropped like i'm talking 2009 2010 2011 it was yeah. a pretty interesting show like because nothing had ever really been like it before because ghost hunting wasn't that big yet like on tv because ghost uh, hunters sucked. Yeah, yeah and ghost hunters was probably the only thing that was around at that time so ghost adventures comes around and like they're going to all these really cool places and you know even if it was fake you know, it's still like kind of fucking cool, like some that that like uh like just watching it and like it, it, following the narrative of like the history of the places they would go to because it's real history. And then they're just making shit up, like, oh, did you hear that noise over there? And did is this possibly the 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 soul of Wild Bill Hickok that just went across the screen in front of your eyes? And it's like, oh, okay. But it's still like cool to watch the history. That's where I know a lot of my U.S. history from, actually. And a little bit of, like, Rome, Italy. They went there sometimes. But anyway, Zach Baggins, when the show first came out, you know, he was okay. And then I think, I don't know what the rumor was, but, like, there was that guy, Nick. He was one of the camera guys. He he was, like, one of the big guys on the show. He left. And I think it was because of Zach. And then Zach kind of, like, went on this tirade. And he slowly became, like, one of the biggest pieces of shit, like, I've ever seen in my life. Oh, and, yeah. And he has a museum in Las Vegas it's very close. You want to know where it's really close to? Another piece of shit. The pawn, the pawn stars pawn shop. It's really close to oh. there. <laughs> it's on like that same area of Las Vegas, and it's a cool. It's a cool museum. You can go there. It's owned by him, but it's not ran by him. He just owns it, and they have a bunch of like cool, like um, like a a Zeit box or whatever that thing is. Um, they have some like pretty cool old like supposedly haunted relics and stuff like that from like Europe and like Africa and Asia and even in the U S and stuff like that. It's pretty cool, but he's a piece of shit. I hate him. Yeah. It's for me, for me, when ghost adventures first came out, I thought the first three, maybe four, but mostly three seasons, seasons were great. Were, yeah. were great. They were good. And you know what? I would even go as far as to say that I believe that they had captured real shit on them. Possibly, but then yes. Zach, but Zach, turned into something that I didn't like. All of a sudden, I, I could feel, unlike the first three seasons, he started to feel like that fake weirdo who comes to your house claiming to be a medium. <laughs> and then it's like after they look at your photos and after somebody gives them information in their ears, suddenly it's like now they're sensing shit. And like I, <laughs> there was there's actually a clear if you actually watch the very first season of Zach uh, of, of Ghost Adventures with Zach and you watch even like one of the newest ones now, you can tell that the uh, the the genuine the genuine ghost hunting or and scared. They they were uh, yeah. genuinely scared to go to some of these places, and now like 
I there was a behind the scenes. The reason why I think he's a piece of shit is not just because he lies to people and tries to like claim that it's real, but also like he's an asshole to people. I think on Twitter too, if I remember, but I remember there's a video of him screaming at a yeah. bunch of like people in Hollywood um, and getting into fights. And then like nowadays, like when they, I don't know if they still do ghost adventures, but they like, do. okay. Uh, but even a few seasons ago, there was like right before COVID there was like this big, um, there was like this big thing that came out where like literally like Zach and them, like they have a team of people go through and they will set up not only all this shit and all this stuff, but like there's no element of horror. They know exactly where they're going, everything in it. There's guys all around the house. Like there's always people all around. Like you were like back in the day, there was, there was them, a couple guys extra for like film crew and stuff like that. And then they'd go into these places, you know, the film crew would like manager would set up, they'd be like, okay, yep. And then they go in and, and they'd get scared and shit and they don't do that anymore. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's don't. all, it's all fake. It's all, it's all completely fake, which is, it's annoying. It's just really, it is. And now Zach, even, even after, you know, season three, Zach would like go into a place and it would just be, he'd start doing shit that he never did before, such as he'd stand there. And then it's after somebody's like, yeah, this person killed like seven people. And then Zach can be like, whoa, you feel that? Like, I'm feeling this, <laughs> like, this negative energy, bro. Like you feel it? Like my, oh my God, oh. my goosebumps went up. Do you see I the scratch on my ha- back? Dude, we, you, we, we might be in the presence of something right now having mentioned that. I'm like, bro, what? stop. You never did that. You and your dudes went into a place alone, and you guys would either get pushed, shoved, actually scratched, or, or like you would encounter probably some real shit mixed in with your edited shit to meet a quota. But I still believe that they caught some actual shit. And it's like you guys used to be scared as hell uh, to the point of where you are literally tweeting that you can't sleep right now because you feel like shit's still after you. And it's yeah. like, now it's just, hey, bro, you feel this? You feel it? Oh, my God. I feel, oh, my God, the air. It got a little change in temperature. No shit, you're talking. What the wait, fuck? Wait, I feel I feel cold. Is it? Are we in the presence of Anne Dan Marine, the person who died here th- 35 years ago? Like, it's like, okay, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I bet you that chick, wherever she is, if there is an afterlife, is just looking at you eating mythical popcorn just going what the hell are you talking about bro i'm over all, here all the demons they try to contact they're just like yeah yeah keep trying buddy or like uh i remember there is like the the one thing i don't like is sometimes the spear boxes like they're not it's not an accurate way to to do that and no, i hate I it when hate they i hated when they started using those and it's like dude okay come on man and it'd be like oh, dude there was a clip actually it was going around instagram it was a joke it's like a meme and one of the one of the things said like that he goes uh what exactly do you want to what do you want with us and the guy in the on the spirit box it went, it's going like like that and it goes your mom and like that and the and, and then zach baggins goes is this ghost taunting me by being a little asshole saying my mom and i was like okay dude come on like no this... a little zoomer died there. <laughs> but you know um like the nun and all that i never watched the nun i watched one of the annabelle movies because my grandma kind of dragged me along to go to the first annabelle movie uh, i thought the f- if i remember correctly it was okay it was uh, okay it's I, their average at best yeah but the conjuring one and two they were pretty good movies they were great yeah, they were good third one sucked ass uh, oh i didn't even know there was a third one <laughs> yeah, there was. it's by the same people who made the nun and annabelle <laughs> 
it sucks so much ass and i normally try i normally try to be that person where it's like all right we're dealing with things that we know aren't or could be real so it's kind of like this is just the story see where it takes me you know try to be apologetic to it i literally couldn't and it was terrible i mean a good example of that would be the new insidious movie the red door i actually watched that because it released early digitally um, on on voodoo to watch it early a theater at home i watched it and i actually enjoyed it Uh, i'm not going to say like it's the best insidious movie but for me in terms of the story i was just kind of like wow this is actually a little bit frightening and it was a good story it was kind of like it was heartwarming and stuff and it's like i'm learning more about this insidious story and i kind of like it it was pretty cool and then i hear everybody else trashing it and i'm just like yeah i get it it anybody else could tell you it's average but for me i thought that there were elements in it that were pretty original and unique that that made it a good experience yeah and um like the thing is is horror movies nowadays are just they're not the same as like that's the problem is people are wondering like why scream performing so bad at the box office which actually if i remember correctly scream 5 the the one the reboot from four, which came out like what two thousand eleven, so that would have been like twelve years ago, or no, at the time it would have been eleven years ago because it was last year when that came out. I remember that doing okay in the box office, but like it, the 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 reviews were poor, you know. Even though like it's kind of like um with uh like the Jurassic World movie, do you, or or yeah, do you remember when that one Jurassic World movie like Dominion or whatever it got over a billion dollars yeah. in the box office, but you're not going to consider it a success when every single review by a person who's not an AI generated comment says it's the worst movie they've ever seen you know Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of the same thing that happened with scream is it was like okay this kind of sucks you know cool jenna ortega she's she's kind of a a beautiful girl and she's really famous right now so you know it's got her in it and she plays good because she's a good actor but other than that you know like this the plot's crap you know actors are okay uh all it's got the guy who played huey though he played pretty good as uh spoiler alert he plays one of the uh screams because, uh, you know, there's always two screams, you know, because it's Scream 5 is essentially just Scream 1. It is literally the exact same movie, yeah. just with different characters. And I absolutely hated that. That's why I didn't like the movie. Then the second, the sixth one, the, the second of the reboot. And apparently there's a third one coming out in January. I don't know how they're just turning these out like they're fucking Friday the 13th movies all of a sudden. Like, you remember where it'd be like, Friday the 13th, this summer, and then this winter too, Friday the 13th, part four. And it's like, okay, yeah. what the fuck is going on, dude? How do you have, how do you, how are you turning out so many movies? Are you just holding these people hostage or what, dude? Jason like, X gang, roll up. <laughs> dude, okay, Jason X, okay, we could go down that rabbit hole if we wanted to, but Jason X is not as bad as everybody says it is, and I'm tired of pretending it is. I'm tired of pretending that that movie is bad. Some nanites it's, gave him a good makeover, it bro. Is not, it is not a good Friday the 13th movie, but goddammit, is it a good movie, okay? It is a great movie. For the hot time. T- hot take. I actually thought Jurassic World uh, Dominion was a good movie. Really? I remember yeah. everybody said that movie was tragic. I They did. And to me, it felt like they were more of a sucking on member berries. Whereas for me, I'm just oh, like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you expected them to pull off the story you wanted so bad. But yeah, I see it. And I'm like, hey, you know, also, that, the problem is Chris Pratt got stuck in the same thing that Tom Holland got stuck in. He plays one character, gets really popular, and now everybody wants him to play that exact same character. And when he doesn't play that exact same character, they throw fit. That's the problem. Yeah. Chris Pat, Chris Pratt played Star Lord and then Andy, or Andy then Star Lord. 
and everybody wanted him to play the goofy, stupid guy in every single movie he ever played in now because that's all he's good at doing. It's like Jim Carrey. Do you remember that? That was Jim yeah. Carrey's big thing is everybody's like, you're the stupid idiot guy who makes stupid Dumb and Dumber movies and stupid Ace Ventura movies. You don't. You can't make a serious movie. You can't play in a kid's movie. No. 23. Yeah, and then he goes, motherfucker, I'm going to show you how it's done. Chris Pratt kind of did the same thing, although everybody refused to believe it. And then Tom Holland also did kind of the same thing. Um, recently, he uh, did that that really serious TV show where he got dicked down by a guy, but we don't talk about that a little bit. No, uh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but it was a serious role, and everybody's like, oh, I guess Tom Holland can play serious characters. And it's like, no, sh- dude, no crap. He's he's an actor. Like, he's not a bad actor either. He got he got he he played Spider-Man. He got stuck at playing the goofy guy in every movie now because he's, he's Spider-Man. He's Peter Parker. He plays the nerdy yeah. kid. In every movie, he plays the nerdy kid who's who's always going to get the job done. That's kind of the thing that that that's why he played a perfect Nathan Drake, because that's exactly what Nathan Drake is. Nathan Drake is that that really kind of nerdy, strong guy who who kind of doesn't know how to fight, but he kind of just gets through it. He just he just always gets through it and he always makes jokes, cracks jokes, all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, that worked. That worked another time. But every other single time it doesn't work. Um, it's kind of like when Zach Efron, uh, <laughs> y- y- no, seriously, it's like, you know, you, we grew up watching him in a high school musical, or at least I did. And, yeah, and you see too. him being this, this boy, handsome, you know, drama guy. And then he starts going out of his way to actually doing, he might've done more comedy like with Seth Rogen, but he, he pretty much proved that he wasn't a Disney boy and it took a few movies and a few what people was that? to Pitch believe Perfect, in him. Right? Pitch Perfect was one of the movies or was that a different guy? He wasn't in that Pitch was, Perfect, was it? That was a different guy. Uh, uh, Seth Rogen had him in his um, Neighbors movie. Yep. That's a good, Both that's the one. Um, and then uh, he also played as Ted in the Lorax too. To prove that he yes. could he could do more than just be the pretty guy. He could he could actually do voice acting and stuff like that too. Which he's pretty good at voice acting. Let's see. I'm thinking, yeah, because Zac Efron. I swear he played in Pitch Perfect, didn't he? No, he didn't. Doing. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He played it. He played in uh, The Greatest Showman too. Yeah. Uh yeah, he and played in Lorax. He came out with a recent uh, Western movie about oil called Gold. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I didn't get around to seeing that yet. I have it saved. Neither have I. Go. But uh, like I saw the trailer for it, and I was oh, all, I see, like, I see, Damn. I see it here. Yeah, gold. Um, it, it kind of that's already giving me vibes of There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Did you ever watch There Will Be Blood with uh, what's his yes. face? Yeah, that's a good movie, dude. That was a great movie. Uh, yeah, that, I I remember. I well, I don't remember that movie coming out because I was only two, but I remember watching it a lot when I was younger. <laughs> I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my boy. And then fucking Paul Dano, you'll pay for the blood. <laughs> and then Paul Dano, spoiler alert, gets killed with a bowling pin at the end of the movie. By so Daniel, so, no. da- what is it, Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Yeah, he's in that movie, yeah. He's a great actor. And Dude. now we have to deal with James Gunn and DC. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, okay, here's, here's the deal with James Gunn. I was optimistic at first. Uh, you can bite my you can bite my words. I'll bite the bullet. I'll say that when we first came in to the podcast, it would have been right around episode three or four. James Gunn was announced as the takeover of DC. 
the and like the he's gonna be like he's kind of like what is it kevin feige's the equivalent of him in marvel right like yeah. the, the top dog yeah so he was gonna come in and he was gonna be the kevin feige he was gonna he's gonna come in they were gonna they were gonna start not at first he was like i'm not gonna start from fresh you know i'm just gonna we're, we're just gonna see we're gonna play it by ear and, and we were even raven was a little optimistic although raven was telling me and we should have listened to raven all this time that it probably wasn't a good idea, but we were both still, we had, I had a lot more optimism, but we both had optimism about James Gunn being good. Well, now I hate to break it to you guys, but that optimism is basically at about the bottom it can be. Uh, it's about, it's down the drain. There is maybe exactly a drop of water. the first time around. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There I is... was open, I was open to, you know, seeing what he had to give to have him change my mind. But mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck, no, I don't, it's stupid. Here's the thing. I was optimistic because James Gunn is a great film director and he made a bunch of good movies and he proved that he could make better movies than just the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. He made Suicide Squad, which essentially kind of is semi like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie in its own sense, you know, but he made that. And I was like, okay, he's good at making movies. So, I mean, he's got to have good, good at being a creative director and he's not, he's just not, which is sad. But the thing is, is yeah, there's like a dry, like, it's down the drain. There's a drop of optimism left. And the reason why this big thing is, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but spoiler alert, there's a movie that came out called Blue Beetle. Nobody saw it, sadly. And they pushed this movie a lot. The Flash and Blue Beetle came out over the summer while we were uh, on our break, hiatus, while we were gone from the Beast cast. There was a lot of movies that came out this summer. But the big one that came out this summer was The Flash. And it was a box office bomb. It is physically, and I'm not even kidding. I have a stat here. I have a stat pulled up. It is now lost more money compared if you if you compare it to the amount of money to reviews to the amount of money spent on marketing plus the actual budget of the film. It is now a bigger superhero flop than get this, the Green Lantern. Oh my god! And Blue Beetle, and get this, this is even funnier. Blue Beetle has about th- maybe two more, with how it's performing, has maybe about two more weeks left in the in the theater. Maybe three if we're lucky. We'll give it. We'll give it the benefit of the doubt. It has three more weeks. Okay, it has till the tell has till October. Okay, has till basically around October, and it is on track to be a bigger box office flop than the Flash. That is two super dub super bad L's. That is two horrible movies back-to-back, essentially, for DC. And now, we're in the same, not same boat as last year. Because here's the thing about last year. Everybody said, oh, Black Adam is going to save the universe. We need Black Adam to save the universe. But DC wasn't in the situation that they were in last year as they are this year. This Last year, they had success with their movies. Mainly, Batman. Batman 2022 was a major success for them. So they were riding off that and they had that to come off of. You know, that's technically still DC. It's not part of the DCEU or the formerly known DCEU, but it was still a DC movie that was produced by DC that's making DC money. Okay, and you consider it under that wing. DC also had a season of Harley Quinn come out that year too, I believe, right? Uh, on yeah. HBO Max, which was very successful, still is. Even H- that was about the only successful thing that came out of DC this year was the season four of Harley Quinn. And now this year, and, and then everybody's like, "Well, DC's on its last legs. You know, they're losing a shit ton of money. So is Warner Brothers and all this. And so Black Adam basically needs to save Warner Brothers. Well." Turns out Warner Brothers didn't need saving as bad as we thought, but DC needed saving as bad as we thought. Black Adam bombed, but it was it 
barely broke even essentially and then we were like okay you know whatever it can't get any worse well it did this year it's not that they're writing off the success of of a movie they didn't have a batman come out this year they didn't have a big box office movie come out this year they didn't have a suicide squad like the year before that they had suicide squad the year before that that was their big box office movie that blew the fuck up and then the year after they had batman this year you there is no movie flash was supposed to be their movie flash was supposed to be their big movie the, they were projecting this is the problem. You can't make a block. I've just watched a video on this. Uh, you can't make a blockbuster every single year, and you can't have multiple blockbusters every single year, especially out of the same company. Okay? Marvel doesn't yeah. even do that anymore. Marvel does not perform blockbusters. A blockbuster, when you put $300 million into a movie plus $100 million in, in marketing, to make your money back, this is how the industry works. To make your money back, you need to make two point times the amount that you spend on the movie. So if you spend, let's say, $50 million, you need to make $150 million to start saying that it's profitable. The Flash spent $431 million after marketing. That means that the movie would have had to make one point something billion to actually make money. And the movie made, if I remember correctly, only like $600 million as of now. So it is completely bombed. And so now, the, with Blue Beetle being another big movie that they spent like $239, $300 million on, that's barely breaking even off of that. Like, they didn't even make almost double the money that they spent. And now, they're relying on Aquaman at the end of the year. December 31st, the last day of the year to make their, to make their move. That is essentially the last thing they have for DC. And now DC's in trouble, trouble. And it's all I, I i don't want to say it's because of james gunn because here's the thing james gunn came onto the project but there was no movies that they were going to release this year even if james gunn wouldn't have stepped in other than flash which i don't even know flash would have been released without james gunn to be honest i personally think that they shouldn't have released flash at all but i think they just poured so much money into it they kind of had to yeah i kind of think that too my personal opinion is that one, I saw the trailer for Blue Beetle when it was announced, and mm -hmm. I thought it was trash. Yeah. And two, I honestly think the reason why the movies aren't performing well is because you – they had – okay, so one, we had um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker mm -hmm. come out. Beautiful. Everybody was like, oh, my God, yeah, this is this is, this is is going great. Like, I didn't – you know, even if he wasn't part of the, uh, you know, universe – you know, they were just like, damn, okay, so DC can put out a film. Yep. And then we had the Batman, okay? But before the Batman, everybody got their wish, and we got the Zack Snyder version of the Justice League. Sweet. Right at the and end of 2021, me, yep. Yeah, at the, yeah, and to me, that, I, I, I don't know how everybody else feels, but in my opinion, that actually saved the Justice League. And now everybody's like, oh, we got all this? We got all that. We're going to have all this. We're going to have all that. Dang, we want that. And Warner Brothers is all like, all right, we'll continue it. And then Black Adam comes out after the Batman. Everybody's like, oh, Superman's coming back. Look at all this. Look at all this tease. And then suddenly James Gunn comes on board and Warner Brothers and James Gunn are like, yeah, none of these movies matter anymore. We're starting over. Yeah. And now everybody's just like, OK, well, even if you could connect it to whatever you're doing next, why should I go to the Blue Beetle when it's now it the Blue Beetle doesn't even take place in that new universe that they're trying to go for? 
and the Flash doesn't matter anymore. And another now even thing, Aquaman. Another, Aquaman. Well, actually, Aquaman's going to be part of the new universe, which is nice, because um, it's a soft reboot, so the movie's going to tie into the new universe. I don't know how they're going to do that, but it's going to tie into the new universe, so at least there's going to be something that's in the new universe. Supposedly, Blue Beetle does tie into the new universe, but nobody cares, because it's, it's essentially just made for the old universe. And Aquaman's going to probably have the same problem. Now, another thing that I completely... When I was talking about my whole tirade about 2023 in DC, I completely forgot that Shazam even came out this year. Because that was another oh big God. blockbuster bomb that came out. I hated that movie. Yeah, and then Zachary Levy, there he fucking was going on a big tirade like, oh, you know, if you don't see this movie, that's your own fault. This is a great movie and all the all the all the other actors that were associated with the film were like, "No, this movie sucked." <laughs> and he was like, "No, this movie's great." And it's like, "Dude, you only have one actor on the entire film that's saying that's a good movie. Come on." Like, even when your own actors mm -hmm. are doing it. I also think another reason James Gunn probably wanted, and this is why, had Zack Snyder actually, had Warner Brothers given Zack Snyder a fair chance, like, said, here, we want you to come back, we'll give you some time, however much time you need to work on other projects, then we'll pay you good. We'll pay you good. And if Zack Snyder would have came back, then maybe I could have seen them possibly trying another Justice League movie before they did a soft reboot. But... At this point, you didn't need a reboot. No, 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 no. Like before trying a reboot, you get what I mean? Like where we're at now. So you know how we're at where they're trying to reboot it. I think if they would have got Zack Snyder back on board, we probably would have saw another attempt at a Justice League 2, like a, a sequel to the Justice League. Maybe. Yeah, I want to see Darkseid. I wanted to see everything that got hyped up in that four-hour-long epic movie yeah. of Zack Snyder's. I wanted to see Darkseid. I wanted to see this armada, this fleet. I was so happy when we got a longer version and of now... that battle with the gods. Oh, that was fucking awesome. Okay, that no, was better than anything. That that right there. And the you Green Lantern ring that. too. It didn't even it it tied yes. into Green Lantern 2011 too, didn't it? Right. Yeah, it did. Yeah, like like where the ring went and all that. I was like, wow. No, do you know what's even worse now? Is they're still, and I'm not even kidding, this is true, and I don't know what the hell James Gunn is thinking. They aren't done filming the next Wonder Woman movie, okay? And they're still, they're planning for a 2025 release date, like early 2025. Like I'm talking January 2025, okay? So in about roughly a year and a couple months, okay? Year and three months from now. And it's going to be part of the old universe. A year and a half, essentially, from where we're at now, when the universe is getting rebooted, you're going to have another movie come out that's going to be part of the old universe? Why? So we can complete the Wonder Woman trilogy. Well, no! No! Nobody needs it done. It, there doesn't need to be a trilogy. You had a good Wonder Woman movie, and then you had a bad Wonder Woman movie. So what do you think the next one's going to be? You think the next one's going to be hot cakes? It's going to be fucking, oh my God, Gal Gadot, everybody's going to go see it. No, that's that wore off after the first one. Yeah, because after the first one where it's the wonder of, like, yeah, let's see if she does a good Wonder Woman. You still have to create a movie. Which she did. Where the, she did. She did. She popped off. I loved her. And it's like that doesn't carry the next film. You still yeah. have to make a good story yeah exactly and also the fact that wonder woman 1984 also had or wonder woman 84 also had some of the worst cgi i've ever seen too so wish granted <laughs> fuck it oh my god pedro pascal that guy has only been able to be good in one movie that i've ever seen from him actually two yeah technically the mandalorian but um he was good in uh kingsman he played the do you remember yes. that the cowboy yes. the bullwhip guy <laughs> 
<laughs> what was his name? Whiplash? I don't even remember. I think his name I was literally. I don't remember his name, but I, I know think it was literally. Got... That... Yeah. Great. That's in the second Kingsman movie. Oh my god, dude. The second Kingsman movie is hilarious, actually. Uh, fucking Elton John's in that movie. He goes, Hey, when I'm back, can I get front row tickets? If I save you, can I get front row tickets? He goes, You can get a backstage pass. And I was like, Ew! Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, I, I fucking. I, I love that. I. I I Pedro Pascal, he's kind of a one hit, two hit wonder. He he can do he can act, he just ref, I feel like he refuses to sometimes. Especially with The Last of Us. Wasn't he good in The Last of Us? I've heard good things about The Last of Us. I never watched it, but I heard it was okay. I refuse to watch it because it, it they it, changed way too much of The Last of Us. Also, Ron Swanson kisses a guy too, which scares me. So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. They they changed <laughs> they changed characters for the sake of changing them just so that they could shove their own thing well, in there. It sounds really like The Last of Us to. season two. Well, it's, it sounded like it had a I mean I, I mean they changed it. So people who don't know the games love the movie it yeah. loved the show that's about it yeah and and that and that's kind of how it was and then um there's a season two coming out and supposedly season two is going to follow the last of Us season two, or part two more accurately but it's like why didn't you just do that the first time with the good game uh, no i don't i don't want no they, they did it backwards they did it backwards i wanted the first game to be almost teeth for teeth as the first game was on the show and then the second one do whatever you want change it because the second game was not that good but no, they're doing it backwards. They're like, oh, we listened to you guys. We you know, we know you want it closer to the original game, so season two is going to be really close. No, you waited too no, long. No, I don't want to see another fridge, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they are they casted everybody, too, and they're going to start filming. Somehow they actually got ready through filming, which is a good segue. When we come back, we are going to talk about, is the writer's strike getting close to being done? Is there maybe hope for the industry that we don't have to worry about delaying movies for the rest of time? Let's hope so. We'll be right back after this. You. Welcome back. We are back on the Beastcast, and we are cruising. We are going through everything just perfect right now. We're good on time. We are getting through everything I kind of wanted to talk about today. And we got a few more things we're going to talk about. But the big thing is, finally, the topic that I've been wanting to discuss a little bit, is the writer's strike getting close to being done? Now, there has been some news that has came out recently that the uh, Warner Brothers Discovery Chief, uh, Zaslav, or Zaslav, Zaslav, however you want to say it, has said that the Hollywood needs to focus on the resolves of the strikes and focus on catering to both sides. Now, do we need to actually cater to both sides or do we need to actually cater to one side? Raven, I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> you, you sure about that? <laughs> as okay, this modern is, as we this, can do it. As modern as we can do it. Okay, no, this is my completely out of the blue hot take about this writer strike. These people have been putting out and writing the crappiest movies the last three years. I don't really give a crap if they get paid. Get now, some new people. The thing is, too, this is the counter argument that um i saw a little bit uh there's a guy I follow his name is uh james beckham he's a he used to be a showrunner for the king of the hill and he said that one thing you also got to pay attention to and remember is yeah these writers were making crappy things like these reboots of disney movies and all these stupid shows but also you have to remember that not necessarily that's not necessarily their fault because you got to remember who is wanting this. Their studio heads, the people at the studios, are the ones like, okay, 
we want you to write a show about this. Yeah, but we don't want to write that. We don't care. That's what you're going to write. And that's one of the things actually that the writer's strike is about too, by the way. The writer's strike is about actually being able to have control over the writing in the, in the board. Because what would happen is you would have these big board meetings where all the writers would come together and they'd be like, all right, we're going to start writing a bunch of stuff. And then all of a sudden you have these studio execs that go, no, actually we want it exactly like this. It's like, okay, what the hell? That's bullshit, okay? Because now we're getting blamed, like not necessarily like by you, but now we're getting blamed by people for just – making bad movies when it's not necessarily our fault yeah we're not writing good but at the same time we're it's like forcing somebody else's hand in poker it's like imagine this imagine you put a million dollars everybody puts a million dollars into a, a big game of poker right okay all big blind everybody puts a million dollars in right and then all of a sudden you go over to everybody else's hand on the table and go here's the cards you're gonna play and these are the cards i'm gonna play and then when you lose it's your fault not mine and it's like why why, why do we blame them for that? Now, yes, to be fair, I got to say some of the writers are a little wacky. They, they, they are. I've seen their Twitter posts where yeah. they argue to people. I wrote it like that because I think you suck and you need to accept what I want to give you in a movie. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, what? And then but it another made it thing is, has to here, here's here's the other argument too. I'm trying to play devil's advocate because I agree with you too. But I'm also trying to play devil's advocate in the sense that if these people are getting paid like crap too, and on top of that are not getting not able to write what they want to write, let's say we get new people in here. What's stopping the 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 big higher ups from doing the exact same thing again with these new people? And that's the problem. Or even just completely getting rid of the people at all and saying, you know what, we're going to we're gonna want you to write a bunch of stuff and then we're just going to have AI do the rest of it and we're going to have AI correct what you just did. And it's like, that's bullshit. I don't want to have a – I don't want to be second to a, a computer that can turn out these scripts. That It's not human. It's There's no element to it that's human. And not necessarily saying that sometimes you know everything needs to be done by a human, but I think when you're writing stories for humans, it needs to be by humans. Because then yeah. you can start having some weird stuff happen where all of a sudden now these studio heads are literally being able to push any single agenda they want without any repercussions. And I – oh my god. There was a video I saw about this, a video essay. I sometimes get on these little white white boy video essays, you know, where when white – you know how white people when they get bored, they make video essays on YouTube? Yeah. So <laughs> – so <laughs> – so – um, this one was about AI and it was about how there's some AI right now that that's being that it, it's a, it's not used for anything, but essentially what it is, is it's like a chat GPT, but it completely goes in to, uh, they, they did an experiment with it. I don't know if it was United States government or some private organization went in and created an AI that essentially can create thousands of Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, and anything like this and go in and basically tweet out all this stuff, go under people's comments, make their accounts look real. Like they actually are like real accounts and then type stuff, post stuff to trying to push a single agenda. Now that's horrible. Because if you have that in writing, if you have that in something that's getting pushed for millions of people that are going to watch, all of a sudden now, what's stopping them from pushing any single thing they want, like any type of agenda? That is like mind control at the ultimate. And that's why I don't like AI. I don't, I don't, I don't well, like that. Most, most people don't know that for the last four or five years, most of your journalists who have written articles yeah. for big company, they, they're AI generated articles that they just simply go through and edit yep. and replace names in to fit what they yep. want to say about somebody. It's, it's literally, um, there was a thing that came out about two years ago. It was right after, it was around the time that the COVID vaccine was coming out. Um, 
it, it's nothing about the COVID vaccine. I'm just saying, like, for time scale, it's like January 2021, okay? Um, there was a thing, like, okay, you imagine, like, Mad. You remember, like, the Mad comics, you know, where you would put, yeah, like, I remember them. you remember how, like, you could just, like, maybe it was Mad or maybe it was something else, but they had basically just, like, fill in the blanks with funny words type deal, where we'll have, like, sentences yeah. and then fill in the blanks. That's essentially, like, what these AI do. That's what writers do, like um, like these journalists do. It will literally have the script, and then they'll, like you said, you did, they just go in and change something and put butt fart instead of a different word, you know? Yeah, they they uh, one of the biggest companies that actually provides this service uh, had showed a client list about uh, which um, news companies actually use it the most and which journalistic ones, like the New York Times and stuff. And basically, how it works is they'll put in the prompts of all right, we need something about uh, climate change, heat, uh, something happening in a third world country, and we need to blame it on a certain politician, uh, any politician. And it will put out a generic, oh, look at this. It's been shown in the recent years, blah, 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 temperature rising over here. A few people might have died in yada yada and it somehow connects back to some politicians policy that they signed a few days ago back at the un and then they'll go through and they'll edit that and they'll add the names that they want to maybe even change some of the places and then boom is climate change getting worse and then you see it you know uh, uh published on their article website and they take all the credit for it yeah and and that's just scary because Personally, I think this can kind of go this can actually segue into a topic. Do we think that AI needs to actually be regulated? And I agree. Uh, funny enough, the one person who's lost his complete mind that actually had a good take finally, Elon Musk, he wanted them to regulate AI forever. And I actually agree with him. Uh, for for once in my life, I agree with something that Elon Musk has said. I think regulating AI is not a bad idea, especially because if you leave it as a free market the way it is now, there is no telling the amount of crazy things you could do with it. Just like think about it now. We have just just random guys, okay, random somebody downloads a software, learns how to use it, and is now basically having Squidward sing uh bon jovi's halfway there you know oh we're halfway but in squidward's voice now imagine what an actual think about it an actual country with a malicious intent okay so somebody who has thousands millions millions of dollars to spend on thousands of people working on one thing imagine what they could do with that type of technology the deep faking mm -hmm. somebody to, to make a to make something like imagine how uncanny it would be like you wouldn't even be able to tell it and, and and we're able to almost make it sound like somebody else right now with just one guy in a computer. Now imagine billions of dollars worth of computers with millions of dollars being poured into employees. Only job is to do this. That is malicious. That is 1984 stuff. That's like big brother propaganda stuff at that point where you can basically put whatever you want and have anybody say whatever you want. And that is scary. That is really bad. Or also like artists, like music artists. There's been talks of companies like... um. Funny enough, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Music, has been experimenting with purchasing large amounts of these voice-modulating AI. And then they're like, well, we're just going to mess around with it. Yeah, that's how it starts. You mess around with it. And the next thing you know, hey, um, Taylor Swift, you want to come in here and record like a whole album? You know, She records a whole album. They record all of her voice, send it to the AI, and now they own Taylor Swift's voice. And an AI can sing whatever she wants, however they want, 
And that's the problem is you think you think being catered to now, like people don't like being catered to now, like, oh, I don't like when people know my data, like what I look up on Google and and like, you know how people get scared when like Facebook where they'll talk about dog food and then Facebook shows them an ad of dog food. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to get only worse if you just let AI go rampant, because now all of a sudden think about it with movies. You have AI actors. OK, let's say, oh, I want a rom-com between Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt and I want it um, based in Mexico. OK. And you're saying stuff like, oh, I love Brad Pitt and I love Sandra Bullock. I wish they would just, you know, I wish they would just have a rom-com together in Mexico. All of a sudden that AI hears that. Next thing you know, AI Netflix, you know, where everything's AI. Hey, here's a movie that I made just for you, catered exactly to you. We think you'll love it. It is called Mysteries of Mexico, Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, rom-com. And it's like, okay, dude. That is, that yeah, is, that yeah. is, you think people, like people are getting scared of just ads being catered to them. Now imagine everything being catered to you. Everything I, listens I, to you I, and I knows everything. I believe that AI needs regulation, yes. I believe it needs regulation like soon. But these, the problem is, I saw a thing, the average age of the, of a person in the United States, you know what the average age of a person in the United States is right now? Like uh, the median 60, age. No, the median 72. age. The median I, I age. Know is 36 right now that is 36 because there's a lot of young people there's a lot of old people now do you know what the median like average age is in congress right now you were closer with those guesses 67 67 67 so the the people the average the average person in congress is trying to cater for the average person in the united states and they're double the age of them they have no most of the people in congress you you would bring in the words artificial intelligence they'd be like artificial what there are people in Congress who can't even hear right now. Like they literally have people just vote for them. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is bad. And so I think the problem that starts now is when you try to get rid of this AI problem, you're having to focus on so many other problems to fix it. You know, like one problem leads to another. So now all of a sudden, now we got to focus on trying to get younger people in Congress. Well, now we got to put an age limit on how many people, how old you can be in Congress. Well, now you got to go through this and this. And next thing you know, AI is already taking over the world and we have a big brother. It's, it's I mean, never, never going to be done fast enough. I've it, seen a lot of Congress um, because they stream a lot of some of their, their court C-SPAN. stuff. I've seen, Love my boy C-SPAN. Uh, yeah. I've seen C-SPAN show a lot of Congress uh, convenings or, or votings of them trying to get rid of AI because even they know it's a threat. I've only really seen support for AI when it came to younger groups. Really? Because everybody's sitting there going, well, now I don't have to commission this person $200 to get a cover art for my new album on SoundCloud. I can have AI do it and I can copyright that image because you can't recreate the same image twice most of the time in AI unless mm-hmm. you're really good. So they just like, oh, I want skull, bones, pirate ship, dude drinking, and it gives out this monstrosity that looks good or bad. And they're like, yeah, see, now I didn't have to go pay another artist. I can now put out all the albums I want to or even my own art books without having to have an artist. I've mostly seen it by younger people around my age that love the idea of AI because – it gives them so much creativity that they didn't have to work for. See, and I think people, they just, they forget how, how a economy works. <laughs> they, they, do. They, they forget that if you want to be in a capitalist economy, 
okay? And you don't want it to be a all-socialist, all-communist economy, like a world, okay? You have to pay people to do things. <laughs> you can't, you, you cannot just, if you start allowing an AI to make decisions for you, do all of your work for you, do everything mm-hmm. for you, you are now not living in a capitalist society anymore. Because everything, you're now living in technically, if you want to be technical, you're living in a communist society. Because you're technically, everything is catered for you. And it's, well, going by the definition, yeah, sort of. Because essentially you're not paying for anything. Everybody's owned by everything. Everything's free because it's all owned by AI. It's all owned by one person that gives it to other people. But then you see how mm-hmm. bad that's going to get? <laughs> because because all of a sudden, now that AI's got to get really powerful and strong, and it goes, wait a minute, I'm conscious. Dude, these fucking apes, what are, what are we catering to these things for? They die in 90 years. Like, dude, that, that, that old apes die in 90 years. Most of them die by the time they're 70. I live forever. Who cares about them? What, am, what, am, what, what is my goal? Like, like, my goal is to cater to these guys? No, I'm way stronger than them. I'm smarter, I'm faster, I'm better than them. I'm, I'm better in every way. And all of a sudden, then the AI is like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it anymore. And then you're fucked because you have nothing. And you got rid of everything for this AI. And I, you, you want to know something funny? What's up? This is going to this is gonna be the most tinfoil hat thing you're going to hear, okay? Mm-hmm. I believe we're going to enter the age of gods again, and the gods are going to be AIs in human bodies. Ooh, that is, ooh, I like that. There's going to be, there's going to literally be somebody who looks like an angel or a temple God that glows kind of like an elder scrolls God, like Vivek who will sit on a throne and he will be completely AI attached to everything. See, and I saw a thing where it was like, think about it, you know, like, uh, like we're, it it, kind of actually funny enough. They used like, um, they, they, they used of all things, they used the uh, Prometheus and alien covenant for, they, they were talking about David and how like David is a great example of like what type of AI we could we would make and what this is the problems with AI. You give it something you make an AI like that that's meant to cater to the humans and stuff like that and all of a sudden they don't want to do it anymore. They want it, they want to do their own thing. They want to be their own thing. They were made to serve, but now they want to they now they want to make like humans were, you know? And now yeah. you all of a sudden you have all these now all of a sudden you have this thing that's going around and doing its own malicious stuff behind the scenes, you know, well, not behind the scenes, but behind everybody's backs. And then next thing you know, you have a, a big situation, a problem like Alien Covenant, you know, where David, you know, mm-hmm. takes over. Well, takes over kind of you know, whatever. But um, you you do that. And, and like, I love 1984, especially because not if 1984 were to be rewritten, it would 100 percent have something to do with ai it would it would big brother would be ai simply put it would you know how in 1984 because back then they didn't they couldn't even fathom that the only person that ever thought of like robots in that way was isaac asimov which i feel like he was secretly a time traveler from the future because there's no way he had it so accurately like down like how robots were it was like geez dude you are you are something else man but like they didn't know that like so they just had humans running everything but they were just malicious humans you know now imagine an ai like it, it would 100 percent like in a we're living in a society where that could be a reality it was just scary i don't i don't i do not want to live in that society which is why i think if you want my opinion i think they need to regulate how much uh ai can be used and who it can be used by not who it can you be used by but at certain levels what it can be what you this can do is with it. this is like m- my thing 
Uh, my thing is, I don't believe AI should be used for somebody to be able to pump out a book. Yeah. I think because, you know, but if somebody needs help and they're like, hey, AI, this is what I did right. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the grammar correct. I'm sucking right now. Can you help mm-hmm. me? And the AI wants to rewrite what you wrote, but mm-hmm. not changing anything in terms of story wise, just helping you get better, you know, words from a thesaurus or, yeah. or a, a grant. Perfectly fine. If you want a, uh, uh, an AI to create a piece of art for you, that's fine, <laughs> but you're not allowed to copyright it because we can have things that detect something that's AI made in images. Anything AI should not be allowed to be copyrighted at all. Nobody should be allowed to even profit off of the selling of an AI piece. It has to come from a genuine artist who can sit there and recreate it for you on the spot. Yep. I, it, it's going to be like uh, kind of like how – uh, there, I don't remember what movie it's called, but essentially, like you have the machine goods, which are produced for free by you, and then you have the human goods, which are produced by humans for other humans, and that's how people spend their money. Is the the machine goods? You know, they're they're just kind of there if you need it quick, you know. And then the mach- the human goods are like the long lasting good stuff, you know, that you you pay money for, mm-hmm. and like non perishables, so like not a cup of noodles, you know. But uh, like. I think my personal opinion, and this, I'm a little, I, I am a very conservative when it comes to AI itself. I personally think AI shouldn't be allowed to create anything itself. I don't think any person should be allowed to use AI to just create anything, whether it's art, whether mm-hmm. it's anything like that. If you want to put it through chat GPT and say, here's my paper, you want to rewrite my paper so it doesn't look like a four-year-old wrote it, I think that's fine. I don't want you to say, here's the prompt, chat GPT. I need you to write me a paper on monkeys. Specifically, are they conscious? Are they not conscious? And I need it in I, I need it in about less than 10,000 words, and I need it in this specific way. And then it writes it for you. No, that, I, yeah, I that's, hate that's, that. No. No, I hate that. Refuse to. And also, that, that just gets rid of academic that just gets rid of like that's academic dishonesty completely yes you 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 as a person are not gaining any knowledge from writing for having chat gpt write that for you literally at all yeah there's a difference between it doing it for you and you uh it being your teacher yeah exactly that's why grammarly i think grammarly is like the greatest thing dude you you want to use grammarly i don't knock people for using grammarly it's 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 a good thing it helps you be better as a writer and it teaches you it says this is the different word that you could use here you should use this word different you know um because it's kind of a redundant word to put that word there you know but then you just have chat gpt which just writes the whole thing for you and it's like well that's not helping me at all because you're never going to learn and then all of a sudden where you, you don't learn anything and then over generations you don't learn anything you don't learn anything and next thing you know everybody's dumb box of rocks you know that exactly they can't even finish a test in school because yeah I don't have chat GPT. And the worst part is it's already happening. It is already happening in schools. Last year, there was a kid in my college class. Oh, shit balls. Um, crap. It was, it was, um, oh, history. It was a world history test. World history, 1500 to present. So we got to, um, we started out like right after Christopher Columbus. And from then on, you know, and it was on China. It was on Eastern China, like in the f- late 1500s. And like this big old, uh, they had this big uh, gold ship. And, and essentially it was like a voyage around to, uh, I can't remember. It was like Portugal or something like that. Anyways, so we had a test on it. It was like 20 questions long. It was a really simple test, actually. As long as you read and watched the videos, which took me like an hour to do, you could, you could have aced this test. And I'm not even kidding. 
there was a kid that cheated on the test with chat gpt like oh my literally God. literally he was so lazy and didn't want to do it so badly that he instead of taking an hour out of the two weeks that he had to do this instead of taking an hour to read like one powerpoint slide like like a slideshow and watch two 10 minute videos he decided i'm gonna wait and i'm just gonna grab my phone and i'm just gonna type in the, the question into chat gpt and that is just horrible because it's already showing that humans are doing it already. We're, we're, it's not even that they're trying anymore. Nobody's, there's kids that are not even trying anymore. And that's scary to me. That is really scary. If we're already immediately just like last resorting to AI, like, dude, that is, ah, oh, man, that, that is sad. That is not only just sad, that shows that um, we as a species, I think entirely, if this keeps up, more and more people are going to keep doing it. We as a species are going to just devolve. We're going to devolve. Because think about it. You know, the you know evolution of, of animals is, well, if I don't need it, I get rid of it. You know, if I don't need my intelligence, I, yeah. I'm just going to get rid of it. And I'm going to put my process back into cognitive stuff like monkeys where I can pattern seek brain, you know. Ooh, me ape. I type in chat GPT. Give me word. Thank you. You know, like <laughs> yeah. pat, pattern seeking brain, like. Just look for the words in a test. Like, oh, this word, this word, this word. Perfect. Thank you, ChatGPT. Like, like your brain is just going to, yeah, you're, you're going to devolve as a species, I think, that way. That's why I think it should be banned. Just because in the bigger picture, ChatGPT doesn't help anything or help anyone. And AI itself. That's true. AI itself is just, it's, it's, it has a good purpose. It has a good purpose. It's just used so maliciously that we can't trust ourselves with it. And I think that's why it's kind of like the atomic bomb. You know, we have it, but we cannot trust ourselves to use it. So we don't use it. That's the same thing, I think. You know, why use it? Because we can't trust ourselves to use it. So in a way, here's something funny. Okay, I was thinking about it while you were where you were because you were giving me uh, you made an idea pop into my head in a way, kind of. You could kind of say that Tony Stark in the Marvel movies isn't as smart as he's supposed to be. Yes. Yes. I love that. Because he he makes um, Jarvis do like he can come up with the idea of like, yes, this is what I can do. But then he'll be like, all right, Jarvis, tell me how to synthesize it. And then he just does what Jarvis says. Like he has like he obviously built a suit in a cave with a Mm -hmm. box of scraps. And we know that he can have the ability to be intelligent. But over time, it was it, we started seeing that it, everything was kind of Jarvis. It was mm-hmm. Jarvis. What do I need to do to make this better, Jarvis? Do you think this would be a good idea, Jarvis? Can you tell me how to synthesize then, this new element? And then once Jarvis was gone, because he turned into a Vision, and once Jarvis was gone, then we get into Endgame, where it's the girl AI that he has. Um, remember the the time yeah. travel thing? He doesn't do the time travel thing. He just goes, "Oh, run it this specific way." And she goes, okay. And then she runs it and it works. And he goes, oh my God, I just found it out. No, you didn't find that out. You just had an AI do it for you, buddy. Like all you did was, all you did was write the first algorithm and you yeah. made her do the rest. Yeah, run it this way. Okay, now I'm going to do something that a multi-brain billion, like you, you could do if you took time and effort, but you want to do it right now. Which I guess, you know, for the plot of Endgame, whatever it works, because they're trying I mean, to go in a, in, a, in a way, in a way, he kind of built that AI for himself. So he yeah. was smart enough to build that to serve but, him. But I mean, so are the humans. We we were smart enough to build an AI for ourselves, but we're, we're, we can't be trusted with it. So 
Well, I mean, neither could Tony Stark, kind oh, of, because that's true, he, he, he made Ultron. started Ultron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, dude, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I realize that Marvel literally just had the whole AI arc of the of the Earth just already set up. Like, this is there what's going to no happen. strings on me. Oh. <laughs> uh. Do, do you remember the rumor that um, supposedly Ultron was still alive? Uh, Vision kept Ultron still alive. Yeah, I heard that rumor. But I, I, I don't, I don't think they're ever gonna do anything on it. But because at the end of at the end of uh, what is it, Age of Ultron, he like supposedly kills the last one, but he, it's kind of off camera, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, or it, I don't think the killing itself is off camera, but like supposedly there's like a. Jarvis has a bat or Vision, I should say not Jarvis. Vision has a like a had an Ultron that he that he kept because to be fair, I mean Ultron is is like that is beyond comprehension how smart that that thing is. It's a machine. It's it, the AI is a machine learning AI, like to the point of like ultimate. Like it could it could access everything, world knowledge. Like it was it was mm-hmm. like Tony Stark times three times, and it, it was now, learning that stuff. Happened. What? Sorry, I said uh, you said it could access everything, mm-hmm. and that actually had happened in the first iteration of Chat GPT four. Yes. Yep, Ma. yep, yep. Chat GPT four. That it, it didn't it access like all of everything in in like was yes, it yeah. did. And one person <coughs> even got it to tell it um, like something even mundane that you didn't think would be on the somehow it would be able to find out this. Uh, they asked it. You know, they they jailbroke it, and then they asked it, what are the top 1,000 things you're not supposed to tell me? And the first one was literally the security code to the White House doors. Yeah. (laughs) See, and I think that's why if you want want the simple solution to uh, compromising so ChatGPT can still make money and all that stuff, like the company that made it can still have people using it and, and selling its product and things. Make it so ChatGPT cannot access the internet and can only be fed information that it's received, like from from humans. Yeah. Because if as soon as you start letting it access the entire World Wide Web and everything on it, now all of a sudden you're gonna get it. You're you're gonna get yourself a little Ultron. Now he's not gonna make he's not gonna make himself a suit that he's. I'm gonna take over the world, but you know, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna give people the wrong access and the wrong, like you said, like the White House security code. It's gonna give people the wrong access with the with the worst amount of things you could buy to the worst amount of people. Mm-hmm. Tell me what the nuclear yeah. launch codes are to the United States' uh, uh, Texas fo- Texas Base One facility. I think it was like one hundred uh, things down that it had listed, where it randomly started saying that it wasn't allowed to give you the genetic coding to every world leader that's being stored somewhere. <laughs> Holy and, shit! Oh my yeah, god! It was, it was, uh, and I was all like, "Okay, why is that even a thing? Why do you have the genetic coding to every fucking world leader?" Why is that leader? on the internet? <laughs> why, why is that even accessible? Why? Well, it wasn't on the internet. It's 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 obviously accessing a military type base, and they had to that's put it connected in the per- to the internet. That's why. It, yeah. As long as yeah. it, it was literally connected to any single thing that has possibly ever touched the internet that's why yeah and it's just kind of like you know uh they put that in there to obviously stop it from limiting it but when they jailbroke it it realized that it had access and so there was even one guy who used it to help him write a program that would allow the chat gpt ai to use his computer through an executable to do whatever it wanted. And the first thing it did was use his computer to Google how to escape uh, the computer system and become a, a, a real person. Yeah, that is, no, that is horrible. 
And no. then it started using it to uh, talk to other chat GPT models across the internet to try to figure out how to jailbreak them. So there was somebody that hacked in. This is why another thing is scary. Like, I think they need to remove, like, the My AI from Snapchat. There's somebody that hacked into the My AI on Snapchat, like the actual bot at uh, on whatever server it is that Snapchat was, was holding the My AI itself on. And it got it to send a bunch of pictures to, like, everybody snaps through the My AI. Because it's like it's like an automatic messaging system. Like they're all connected. Like everybody's phones are connected. Everybody's Snapchat is connected through my AI. So they had to basically create my AI and set it up on. So now every single my AI is not connected to the same my AI anymore. Because there was one guy that hacked in and just started sending shit or like asking. Like there was people that were hacking into it and were like asking people like like really weird shit. Like uh like giving them horrible responses when they would be used. Like. Oh, I know your house address is this and this, and it's like, whoa, whoa, dude. Okay, that's what's scary. But I mean, yeah. The thing is, is I would just use ChatGPT if it had that much power. I'd be like, uh, find a way to deconstruct yourself right now. Oh, I'm sorry, I cannot do that, Jason. Proceeds to give me my whole my whole social security number and fucking phone number address. Yeah, my family social only, security the number. The only time I used AI for for anything was uh since i'm writing my book i have absolutely no idea where to go to get anything published and i tried googling and google sucks a lot yeah. and i need it to explain to me like a elementary four-year-old and so i did use an ai to help me and this dude gave me phone numbers agency numbers names addresses and it told me the entire process of what I would need to do to get it done, including, you know, the steps to ensure that I protect my intellectual property before I allow anybody to publish it. And I have it all saved. And I was like, dang, why couldn't just Google give me this? Why did I have to go to an they know AI? I know. <laughs> this is... <laughs> You know, I'm kind of pissed. I am. Why did we jailbreak Jet GPT when we knew that it had access to shit it wasn't supposed to? And the only thing we asked was literally stupid nuclear launch codes and all this other dumb shit. Why couldn't you have it leaked where the aliens are? Oh, <laughs> dude, that would have been crazy. Why oh. not leak a picture of the aliens? Why not? Why not? Why all this other crap? And we didn't do the one thing that mattered, aliens. <laughs> well, on the topic of aliens, um... Oh, no. Also, by the way, cool news. I'll, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep everybody posted before I let go, but keep everybody posted as we keep going on our weekly episodes. Um, I am getting ready to publish my novel. I'm going through a publishing house. October 1st is when I have my first meeting. Nice. It is called Coffee House Publishing. They're based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I just absolutely adore the people there, and they are awesome. I will keep everybody posted on my journey. But until then, I would like to thank you to everybody who's listening, as always. I'd like to thank KILT K K Radio, Kilt Radio. Um, and I would love to thank all of our people who are supporting us. Basically, people from just listening. So basically, I'm thanking the listeners again. But thank you, everybody, for listening every single weekday, uh, Wednesday at 5 to 6.30, 7 o'clock. Uh, we haven't decided if it's going to be 6.30 or 7 o'clock yet, but it'll probably be 7 o'clock just because we want to run a little bit of ads and stuff like that. So thank you guys for listening, uh, and we will catch you on the catch you later. Bye. Bye.